Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And it is our pleasure to introduce the top prospect in the Philadelphia Phillies organization. We like to call him the future. We like him very much on this podcast. We've <laughs> talked about him quite a few yeah. times. One, the only Mr. Alec Bum. Alec, thanks for joining us, brother. No problem. I mean, this is uh, you like my co-host is grinning ear to ear right now. He is very excited to have you on. He is uh, quite a fan. Alec. You can't even talk. I can't you even can't talk. talk. That's, that's how bad it was. Silent. Yeah. How I, was, ba- I mean, I was trying to spit out a word and it just didn't come out. You should. I wish you could have seen his face because he literally just clammed <laughs> no, up. You there. made me look like an idiot. You know, <laughs> we're talking to the bone here, and I look like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, what's the uh, Arizona Fall League been like for you down there with the top prospects in the game and getting to show off what you could do? Uh, it's been a blast. You know, getting been able to come out here and you know play alongside a lot of guys that we played against throughout the whole year. And, uh, you know, just to get to know them and, you know, pick up a few things from them and watch them play and, you know, vice versa. It's been a good experience. Are you getting worn down at all? I mean, you played a whole, you know, you, you've moved three levels this year, which is crazy. You get up to double A and then, like, you, you just rake everywhere. Then you get to the Arizona Fall League. You continue to rake there. Are you getting worn down at all or are you just a machine? No, I mean, they do a pretty good job of keeping us fresh here. So, I mean, not too often do you play, you know, a lot of games in a row. So, you know, you get, you know, you play a couple days, you know, get a day off and then we have a, you know, a full team off day. So it's, they do a pretty good job here with the league and the manager here to, you know, keep everybody fresh. Alec, we all know you can rake. I mean, that is, that is what we love, but how's the defense been coming along? Do you see yourself as a third baseman long-term? Is that your ideal position? How's that been coming along? Yeah, I feel like I can do that. You know, I feel like out here I've done, uh, I've done well. The only thing I've done out here is just, Really, I've gotten errors on throwing balls that I just shouldn't have even thrown. But, you know, that's the reason I'm here is to, you know, find out what plays I can make and what plays I need to just hold on to the ball and not make the throw. That's really interesting, actually. So you're kind of learning, like, not just, you know, how to play the position, but also learning about what decisions to make more than anything. Yeah, that's the, you know, that's the big thing is just making the smart decision. You know, there's times where, you know, you go and, you barehand a ball and the guy's going to be safe, but you throw it anyway and you end up throwing it away and there's no need, no need to make the throw. And, then, you know, just things like that to, you know, take care of the ball and, you know, obviously you want to get everybody out, but there's times where you need to just hold on to it and, you know, go from there. Now, one of the things that I thought was really cool when, when the Phillies drafted you was how much you talked about how, you know, you, you, you hate striking out and it's, it's, it's bore out in the minor leagues. Like you don't have big strikeout numbers. What is it about? Like, why do you hate striking out so much? Is mainly, is mainly my question. Uh, to me, it's just always been, you know, through college and everything, it's just been thought of as just like a useless out. I mean, I, you know, I just whether there's nobody on, there's somebody on. If you know, if you put the ball in play, there's at least a chance you can, you know, maybe at least just get on base. You might not get a hit, but you know, put the pressure on the defense. Maybe they make an error. You know, who knows? But you know, for me, I want to at least give myself a chance to get a hit. 
All right, Alec, I got to ask you the tough question. My co-host here, Jack Fritz, fancies himself a pitcher. Yeah. A 6-1, overweight, <laughs> slightly overweight, we'll slightly say. Overweight. Yes. Uh, never lost in the high school playoffs. I'm 2-0. 2-0. Oh. Oh, uh, and he uh, ranked by perfect game as the 45th in the state years. 45th senior? in the state of Pennsylvania. Yes. So do you think you get a hit off Jack Fritz? I don't know. <laughs> the answer is absolutely. You would murder him. You would. You would get many hits off him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my high school cutter was my bread and butter. You know, <laughs> I was a cutter guy. That's that's perfect. <laughs> Alec, you're from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. What's there that's fun to do in Omaha? What 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 does one do for fun when they go to Omaha? Uh, the College World Series. That's oh always, yeah, good that's, call. That was always a big thing that came around every year. And growing up, that was you went out there every year. Ever since I could remember growing up in Omaha, that College World Series games. Now, I saw that your alma mater made a big coaching change. Now, are you excited for the Eric Wedge era at the Wichita State? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've talked to a lot of guys that I still know that are still playing there, and, you know, they, they said that they, uh, they like him and they can, you know, see that he's going to be good for them. Alec, uh, last question. Um, is there a player that you kind of grew up loving and emulate is there like is there a player that you kind of emulate your game after or or want to kind of emulate uh i'd say i mean there's a few growing up some of the, the older players i really watched uh derek jeter a lot i just really enjoyed watching him and then more like modern nowadays I, i'm a big fan of uh you know bryant and arenado watching them similar same position and you know, watching how, you know, things they do on defense, things they do hitting, all that stuff. Awesome. Philly's a top prospect. Really a, a pleasure for uh, for us. Uh, thank you, Alec. We really appreciate it. No problem. And it is our distinct pleasure, as Jack Fritz is literally fist-pumping next to me, to welcome in a man who we have talked about many times. Yeah. Here on the High Ups Podcast, our favorite son. We like to think of him as. Yes. I don't think he thinks of us that way. No, but not yet. Maybe at the end of this podcast, that's he what will. we're hoping for. Right now, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Let's welcome in the one, the only former number one overall pick, Mr. Mickey Moniak. Mickey, what's up, brother? Not much. Just uh, just hanging out here in Arizona, enjoying myself. How you guys? Good, man. Mickey, have you come off that high from that diving catch last night? That was awesome. Yeah, no, it felt good. Um you know, uh, anytime you can make a play like that with the bases loaded, two outs, up by one run is, uh, like you said, definitely a high. So I'm feeling good. Uh, I have the day off today, so I'm just going to be sitting on the bench cheering on my teammates and, uh, yeah, just enjoying a game of baseball. So would you say that you are, in fact, clutch? I mean, do you have the clutch gene? Is that what you're trying to tell us? I mean, not only do you have that diving catch, but in the Reading playoff game, I mean, you came up clutch there. Are you the clutchest minor league Philly? Uh, I mean, that's definitely up in the air. If you yeah. ask me, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. If you ask Bohm, I hope he says yeah. Yes. If you ask Josh, I hope he says yeah. So um, I hope, uh, yeah, we uh, we all like to think we're the best. It's, it's a good, friendly competition, but uh, we have fun. and So, yeah, I, I'll say yeah to that one for sure. That's the, that's the correct answer, Mickey. We would have said yes as well. So uh, you might not know this, uh, but – Jack Fritz has some history with you, and he yeah. actually has something he'd like to apologize. Yeah, to so, uh, Mickey, um, I'd like to just first off apologize, hand up, 
You know, this is on me. Um, <laughs> he actually put his hand in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to personally take responsibility for the, the you bit of slow start to the season before you really picked it up. Um, you were in my Twitter bio. Um, it read Life, Liberty, and Nicky Moniak second half splits. And my Twitter bio is absolutely cursed. And the second that yeah. you came out of my Twitter bio, you went on a tear. So I just like to apologize for the slow start of the season. It was not you. It was all me. Uh, that was you, God. Yeah. Now it makes now it all makes sense. Yeah. You're yeah. like you're like, why uh, is this happening? I'm I'm doing everything right. Yeah, it's I just, just figured I had to come clean. You know, I had to come clean right. and say I'm sorry. I, I have kept everyone else out of the bio. Um so uh congrats on the great second half of the season. It was awesome to to see from afar. Mickey, you're the man. Thank you for, for taking Jack seriously <laughs> there. He talks about it way too much. All right, how's the uh, how's the Arizona Fall League going? We just talked about the catch you made. What's it like to be down there with some of you know the top prospects in the game and, and getting the opportunity to show up? you could do it's good man it's it's um it's fun playing with all these guys you know just being surrounded by you know like you said the top talent in the minor leagues and um you know getting to build relationships with these guys that uh will one day hopefully carry over into the big leagues and and um you know just just being around these guys you know pushing each other it's been it's been fun and um you know going into it you know we like to think of it as like a, de- a developmental league and I'm um, just trying to work on things, trying to fine tune uh, some things going into the off season, trying to figure out things that you know maybe I need to work on or um, you know something that that would be beneficial to me going into spring training next year, and um, you know just looking to finish out this next uh, week and a half strong, you know get better, and then uh, going into the off season have a uh, you know healthy successful off season, and uh, looking forward to 2020 and you know going out there and you know continuing to get better and just see what I can or, uh, you know, prove what I can do. Mickey, taking a step back and looking backwards, coming out of high school, you're the number one overall pick in the draft. What was that like? I mean, at the age of, you know, what were you, 17 at the time? I mean, that I, I mean, when I was 17, I was, you know, trying to figure out how big an asshole I could be, essentially. Like, I, you know, and you're getting picked number one in the draft. Uh, what's that like for a kid that age and, and such a big thing, you know? It was a whirlwind, you know, at, at first. Uh, I would say it didn't really sink in. I'd say my first half season in the GCL, you know, it was, uh, you know, it happened. You got to go out and play pro ball for the first time. And, and you know, you the you know draft day, you're the number one pick. And it was a huge celebration for me and my family. And, and you know, we were just very grateful. But, you know, I didn't think, um, you know, there's a lot that comes with it. And I think uh, a lot of it started to settle in and sink in, you know, that um, that first full season. And, you know, the good and the bad, you know, obviously there's a lot of, mostly good that comes with it but there is some bad stuff there's a little bit more of a of a you know eye on you so to speak so um i think that first full season was was me learning how to deal with the pressures and learning how to deal with uh, that title and um you know every year i like to say that you know every year i've gotten better and every year that i've uh, played pro ball it's gotten easier so um you know i i just look to to continue to do that and i mean it's been fun dude i i've i've enjoyed every second of it even the highs and the lows so uh, I'm just looking forward to you know getting up to Philly one day and helping the team win. Now, is it true that in high school you only struck out once your senior year? Nah, honestly, I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. Maybe close to that. I don't know. Close it was to that. round one. Close to one. It was around <laughs> one. That is amazing. <laughs> it's in Southern California. It's not like it's not like Southeastern PA. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a right, little exactly. more serious. Um, it's so good ha- competition. Yeah, for sure. How would you say like your game has changed since since being picked number one overall? I mean, I think it's just learning to adapt with the game. You know, you got a lot of guys going out there, 
uh, pitchers throwing to you different. I know from my first season all the way till now, the game has changed, uh, you know, tr- uh, drastically. And, um, you know, going into at-bats, you know, getting, uh, you know, the scouting reports are out there. They're, they've gotten better, but they've also gotten better on you. So just kind of, um, you know, knowing what the pitcher is going to try to do to you. And, uh, you know, you're not going out there with a 2-0 count expecting a fastball right down the middle. You know, most of the time it's 50-50. They might throw you a breaking ball to try to keep you off balance. But, you know, the game's changing. And, uh, I think for me, just the biggest thing that uh, has changed is just trying to learn, you know, what pitchers are doing to me and um, staying true to my approach, finding out who I am as a baseball player. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've made big strides this past year and, and the year before that and, you know, looking to continue to do that next year. You talk about finding out who you are as a baseball player. Is there a, a player that you've emulated your game after or someone you kind of see yourself in. I remember when you were drafted, a lot of people made the, the Christian Yelich comp, which, of course, that would be, you know, I think you would be very happy to have a Christian Yelich like right. career, but is there anyone who you either growing up or, or kind of as you got going, you kind of model yourself after? I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to stick with the Christian Yelich one, you know, looking at it now, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think for me, just, uh, I tried to try to kind of uh, put different aspects of other people's games into mind, kind of just you know, like take different things from certain people. I, I remember growing up, I used to watch, you know, Robinson Cano highlights just to look at his swing and try to, you know, put some stuff into that. And then obviously guys like, um, you know, back in the day, Jacoby Ellsbury when he was going good with the Red Sox and, and just little things like that. I like to think that, you know, I can do everything well. I can play defense. I can hit. I can run, steal bags. Uh, the power's coming. I know it's in there. I know that, you know, one day it'll be there. So I'm not worried about that too much. Um, I like to think of myself as, you know, a run producer, driving them in, scoring them. So, um, you know, just anything I can do to be the most complete player and help the team win, that's just kind of what I look to do. Now, Nicky, you obviously had uh, your your best season as a pro stats-wise this year. I mean, at double-A at 21 years old, that's awesome. Um, what do you think was the main factor in that? I think just, like I said, going through every year and picking up little things and improving on those things as I go. Um, you know, like you said, getting thrown into pro ball at 18, you know, some guys are going to take a little bit, a little bit more time to develop than others. And um, I like to think that, you know, I didn't take too much time, but I definitely think there's a, um, you know, a point where, you know, maybe I needed to take a step back and, and kind of figure out what I needed to do as a baseball player. And, um, you know, just picking up little things, learning how to deal with the 140 games every year, learning how to deal with, you know, the outside pressures, learning how to deal with the slump. Um, you know, I, I, the, starting the year off, you know, hitting 195 in double-A, you know, there's never there's never a panic button. Um, you know, if, if you would have told me that I would have started my first year in Lakewood off hitting 195, I think that, you know, everything would be set on fire and, you know, people would be running around <laughs> in my head just, you know, going crazy. But, um, you know, just like I said, learning that, you know, you're going to have some struggles. It's just baseball and, and just trusting in yourself, being confident in yourself to, to know that you're good enough to pull yourself out, out of it and, you know, ultimately have a productive year and, you know, ultimately help the team win. Well, we already established that the slow start was all my fault. Like, you know, it was, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah. uh, it, now exactly. that it, that, there's no excuse this year that you're no longer in the bio, so we can't use that anymore. Um, right. Now, Mickey, we are a very pro uh, Jason Ochart podcast. Um, how would you say that, that he has kind of helped your development this year? Any tips? Like, what did, what did he kind of do to help you kind of along the way this year? I think my favorite thing about Ochart is just um, – you know him being so knowledgeable about the new, you know, the new style of hitting and and all the all the new analytics that go into it nowadays. I think that you know just being a guy where you know we do do we do use some you know 
technologies that, you know, I haven't used in the past and just being able to use that and then going to him and, and kind of getting, you know, the full rundown of what that means and how I can implement it into my game. You know, I like to think of myself as more of an old school way of thinking, just like hitting wise. Um, you know, I tend to, to work well with, you know, maybe thinking line drive up the middle instead of, you know, connecting your back hip with your whatever it may be. So I think just going to him and, and having him there as a resource has been huge for me. Um, I like to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn the new way of, of, of how we do things, you know, hitting and baseball and all that stuff. So I think just for him being there and having a guy like that in the organization where you can turn to and, you know, is only going to help my game that much more. And um, I've only gotten to spend, you know, a year with Ochart and he's roving around, you know, going to everyone around the, uh, the organization. But I think the more time I get to spend with him is, is only going to be beneficial to me and, you know, everyone else in the Phillies organization. I feel like we and our listeners have gotten to know Mickey Moniak, the baseball player here. Very excited about Mickey Moniak, the baseball player. But what about Mickey Moniak, the guy? What does Mickey like to do for fun when you're not playing baseball? Which I know pretty much takes up the vast majority of your yeah. time. But what else right. do you like to do for fun, Mick? Uh, well, if we're talking during the season, you know, I, I, I've room with uh, Luke Williams the past two years, Josh. You know, we like to hang out. You know, we keep it pretty mellow. Um, you know, off days, you know, usually kick it on the couch, watch some TV, watch some movies. But, um, you know, we'll have our days where, you know, I know out here we went to Sedona and, and, you know, went out there, went ATVing. And, you know, I like to get a little adventurous sometimes, but I like to keep, I like to keep a good balance between, you know, going and doing fun things and, and keeping it mellow. So, uh, you know, back home, I like to go to the beach a bunch, uh, pick up basketball, whatever it may be. But, yeah, it's, uh, I like to enjoy myself. That's awesome, man. Mickey, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time for us. I mean, Jack is literally grinning <laughs> ear to ear. I'm not even kidding. The, the, the smile is – and he's not someone who smiles very often. No, so. that's not true. No, that's, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, Mickey, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And it is our pleasure to welcome in the number one pitching prospect – in the Philadelphia Phillies organization, a man who I know myself, and I speak for many Phillies fans, are very excited to see pitching in the Philadelphia Phillies rotation someday soon. The one, the only Mr. Spencer Howard. Spencer, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it is actually our distinct pleasure. I know that I speak. I'm not kidding, man. Like This past run here in, in September, even in August, there was a, a large chorus of Philadelphia Phillies fans, not even just saying, yelling, bring up Spencer Howard. Um, what do you think about that? Like, is that something, do you feel like you're, you're ready to make the jump? Are you, are you almost there? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think especially knowing that my body can handle such a long season now. Um, yeah, I do feel ready. Yeah, how big was that for you? Because you had the the shoulder injury to begin the season, um, and now have you kind of felt like you've proven to yourself that you can stay healthy and and pitch throughout an entire season? I mean, you pitched this this well for the most part of the season, and now in the Arizona Fall League, it's been a long run. Everything holding up well. You feel healthy. You feel strong. Yeah, for sure. I think it was a nice little nice to be able to take a step back and realize that I'm not superhuman as much as I wish to be, but. Um, to kind of get that into my routine and then to be able to hopefully prevent anything else from happening. So, yeah. How's the experience down in the Arizona Fall League been facing some of, you know, the top prospects in the sport? What's it been like down there? Yeah, it's great. Um, Obviously, the competition is better, uh, which makes it more fun. You got to know what you're doing um, and try to just beat guys not only physically but mentally. So it's, it's definitely been a good experience. 
Yeah, has it kind of like taught yourself anything more about you? Like you're, you're facing some of the best competition in the sport, and I mean, from what we've seen and from videos on Twitter and just looking at your stats, like you're pitching really well. Has that been important to you? Um, yeah, I I guess I came in with a mindset of just trying to get better and get a little bit more consistent with everything, and so I personally have seen some steps in the right direction. There's still a long way to go, but. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's been productive for me. You talked a little bit about the the mental side of the game. Obviously, you have all the physical tools. How hard is that as you keep going up in levels and facing better and better hitters? How much does the mental part of it change as you go? I think that's the biggest thing. Um, for me, especially, it has been just, especially from last year, uh, like it was outing to outing. I was like, oh, am I going to have my stuff this outing or not? And then you'll go through stretches of not and stretches of, uh, of having it, and then this year, just trying to make that more consistent, like routine-based, and so I know everything that I've done every day, and just trying to write it all down and um, make that as consistent as possible in the preparation aspect, and then having that overflow into games. Yeah, and when you came out of out of college, you were like 92 to 94, and now you're up to like 98, we've seen from down the Arizona Fall League. Where's the, the velo jump come from? Um, I'm not really sure. Probably, uh, <laughs> probably just learning how to throw a baseball. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that must be a pretty cool thing. You're like, yeah, it's like, oh, I guess I'll just figure out how to throw harder. Why? Like, Why not? <laughs> here yeah. it is. Yeah. Just trying to throw it harder. <laughs> that's a good way to go about things. Are there any, uh, uh, pitchers that you kind of model yourself after or, you know, someone you, do you see a certain pitch someone has and say, Oh, I want, I want to do that. Is there, are there any that stick out to you? Well, as of late, it's been watching Garrett Cole do his thing, oh, and that's a pretty good guy. Good guy yeah. of all that guy's stuff, and being able to command everything and just completely overpower hitters at that level and in the playoffs, it's unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, we're hoping future Philly Garrett Cole. I'm not. You might not be able to comment on that, but I'm sure all of Philadelphia would love to see that guy here. I'm with you, man. He's been a, a workhorse. Now, now, Spencer, like your, your mechanics have changed a little bit since college. You know, it feels like since you've gotten to the big leagues, you've gotten into the Phillies uh, minor league system. They've put a more emphasis on creating more downhill momentum. Like, how have your mechanics changed from college? Uh, in college, I was super stiff and started preset on the rubber and. It, I was cross body and every pitch I felt like I was trying to throw as hard as I can. And it's kind of shifted more towards just learning how to use my legs athletically and not being as robotic with mechanics and kind of just discovering what feels good for me and trying to roll with that. Spencer, what do you like to do for fun outside of baseball? I, I know that, you know, when you're grinding through the minor leagues and all that, it can kind of become baseball as your whole life. But but what does Spencer Howard like to do for a good time when you're uh, not playing? We have a pool at our Airbnb out here, nice. and I bought a, I think it was like an $18 pink flamingo, and I've been floating <laughs> on that just about every day. That so. is awesome. Nice, relaxing hang sesh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Would you say that your your repertoire is kind of complete? I mean, you have the fastball; it's obviously legit. Change up, I think, is just taking a huge step forward. And I think your curveball has a nice depth to it. Do you feel like your repertoire is kind of complete? Are you trying to hone in those pitches? Or are you looking to add more? Um, I'm not sure. I think I have a long way to go uh, until I master all of my pitches right now. Um, but maybe in the future, add a couple more. So you never know. There's always room to improve. What do you think is the biggest difference from Cal Poly Spencer Howard to now being legit 
number one Phillies prospect, Spencer Howard? Um, probably learning myself a little bit more, a little bit more mature, uh, just by a hair, and just getting more into a routine and becoming an actual pitcher versus just, um, I'm going to go chuck this ball and see how it goes. Who's the toughest hitter you've ever faced? Is there someone who you face and he just really just is, is such a tough out? Yeah, I don't know if he's still playing, but I remember facing Eric Filia. He was at UCLA at the time, and I remember watching him in the game before and just being like, wow, this guy is super legit. And then I came in, and I think he hit a double laser line drive right back at me and kind of just asserted his dominance over me. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so this is I'm, – I'm asking you to look into the future a little bit, but we all know, as we said, you know, here in Philly, we are we are eagerly awaiting your rival. What do you think it'll be like for you to step on a major league mound for the first time, knowing the ball is in your hand and, and you've achieved that that ultimate goal? Uh, obviously, it'd be super, super exciting, and I'd probably be a little bit amped up. Um, I know the fans in, in Philly are great, and – just to be able to feel that energy from them would be incredible. Um, it would certainly be a lot better than here. We get like 200 fans a game, so it's a little bit dull. But, yeah, I think it would be incredible. Thank you so much. Spencer Howard, we really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.